This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Genesis chapter 2, let's read something there. Oh, we started last week and... Um, so I've received quite a number of feedbacks from what we said last week. So I just want to continue this Sunday, move a little uh, step further. And I believe the anointing of the Holy Spirit is present and God is touching lives in the name of Jesus Christ. So Genesis chapter 2, I want to read from verse 24. The Bible said, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one, one flesh. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother. Somebody said that when you see therefore in the Bible, stop to find out what is therefore. So when you see therefore in the Bible, it is there for a reason. The Bible said therefore shall a man. That means uh, a man is supposed to leave his father and his mother and then join to his wife. But the Bible says therefore. Therefore means before then, the Bible is saying, uh, must have been saying something. And that in the light of what is being said, then a man can leave his father and his mother. I'm not exactly talking about marriage this morning, but we just want to take something from that scripture. We started from Genesis chapter 2. The Bible says, God has said to Abraham, or Abraham then, come out of your father's house. So this is come out of your father's house part 2. God spoke to Abraham. He said, come out of your father's house, and I will make thee. So God set a vision before Abraham. Why this idea of come out? Noah was the first person to receive this kind of instruction. The Bible said they were wicked. The, the, everybody around Noah was wicked. There was a wicked word around him. And God said to Noah, get your family and enter the ark and leave the rest of the people. There is something about God interested in people living, living, and living. So in Genesis 11, before Abraham, also if you have read about the Torah of Babel, they got to a place and they decided to stay, not move again. And God said, no, the people wanted to build a tower so that they would not scatter. But God said, no, 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 my plan for man is to move, not to stay. Uh, when we're worshiping, this came to me, and I should say this, and I, I just want to say, when you see a scenario where a lady, uh, maybe between a 20 and 25, you are struggling. Somebody is in a relationship or claims to be in a relationship with you, and at the same time, you are aware that he's trying or he's dating someone else and you are struggling to win the battle. See, it is not normal. Many times, there are fundamental issues that have created a kind of defects in the soul of the people and it makes them behave in an abnormal way. When you see a girl do that, then understand that self-esteem is a problem. She might not know that is a problem. It is illogical for somebody to be dating you and be dating somebody else, and all you are trying to do is to fight, it, it doesn't make sense when somebody does not show you that he loves you, and you are doing your best to win his heart, and you are not yet married. It's an indication that somehow, somewhere in the past, you've been deprived of love, or you have not known the definition of love, and now you are trying to win a battle that you have no business fighting. I also want to say this, in, in, so that I know in between message, we say things to people. If you are a man and you know you are a problem, now it's already bad enough to have a problem with opposite sex. 
but to disorder you have problem with somebody towards especially children stay away from young kids i have been recently i have been called not within the church outside to be part of cases where little children are being molested at times i put my head on the locker and you cannot figure out why a 27 year old guy will be trying to have sex with a four-year-old it, it, it beats imagination but you see when you do that to a young girl you have dented that girl forever it will take the power of god to make the person whole and many times these reports are coming from relatives uncles nephews aunties nieces this one that people entrust those children into their hands are the ones that do this many times but that's not our direction just to say just to say that that it's important to know and see in understanding where we are coming from and this is why god takes people out and he helps people honestly so there are issues here and there that are sitting down inside the soul or somewhere in within the soul of the people now they are born again and i'm going to talk talk to you i don't know whether we'll get that to the data we eventually we are talking about the house that jesus has provided now the bible says in my father's house john 14 there are many mansions and he said if we're not for a long time people thought jesus was talking about heaven heaven is part of it but he was actually talking about himself he said in my father's house actually was talking about his body he said i will come and receive you to myself because as at that time was yet to go to the cross now he has gone to the cross and he has provided a habitation for every christian in himself so that's what the bible says if any man be in christ so there is coming out of the system of this world out of the house of this world into christ so Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 23 i want us to read there then i'll go to what i'm going to say today Deuteronomy 6 um 23 the Bible says, and he brought us from thence. He brought us out from thence that he might bring us in. Now, omit the, leave, just leave the words in between. He brought us out for what? To bring us in. So he brought us out that he might take us in. God's final assignment is not to take a person out, but to bring you into something new. So, um, are, you, are you with me so far? Praise the Lord. Don't worry, we are going somewhere. I'm picking pits and pits. So, he brought us out to bring us in. So, we are always being brought out of something into something. But there is a manner to which you should, all, you should come out. And that's what I want to focus on this morning. So, the Bible says that for this cause shall a man. So, remember last week we read, the Bible said this is the generation of Jacob. And the Bible said Joseph. He should have started with, Joseph was the 10th son. Or the 11th born. Benjamin was the last born. But the Bible says that this is the generation of Jacob. It didn't start with Judah. Uh, it didn't start with Reuben the first born. Nor Judah the most popular. But the Bible says Joseph. Because he was the one that was separated from his brethren. So in Genesis chapter 49. When the father wanted to bless them. He said that Joseph is a fruitful bough. Now pay attention. He said a fruitful bough by the well. Whose branches leap over the wall. If you want this experience in your life, there has to be a living. He said the archers have shot at him. They have hated him. But his bow remains strong. And the hands of Israel remain strong by God of Jacob, the stone and the shepherd of Israel. Now he said, by my God who helps you and the Almighty who blesses you. He said, with the blessing of heaven above. 
and the blessing of Adbinit, and the blessing of the breast, and of the blessings of your life have exceeded that of your progenitors. What verse of chapter 49 is that? Please give me the, give me the Genesis 49, verse 26. Go to job. Give me 26. Amen. Genesis 49. Hallelujah. Are you, are you following me? Praise the Lord. Now, the Bible says, it said the blessings of, go, go from 25, like where I started from, or 24. I don't even know. I just started quoting from me. 23. <laughs> oh, I quoted this long. I didn't even know. 22. Oh, my God. Yeah. It said, Joseph, <laughs> sorry, some scripture, they are just in me. I, <laughs> Joseph is a fruitful bow, a fruitful by the well, whose branches is over the wall, spill over. Then he said, the archers, talking about haters, they have hated him. They have shot at him. He said, but his bow remains strong. And the arms of his strength, made strong by God of Jacob, the stone and the shepherd of Israel. Then he said, by my God, who helps you and the Almighty who blesses you. There is something called the blessing of heaven above and the blessing of the earth beneath. He said, the blessing of the womb and the blessing of the breast and of the womb. That's, that's, I don't want to go into details on that today, but just understand that these are some unusual blessings. But he said that the blessing of your life have exceeded that of your progenitors. That's strong. This is his father saying this. And he, he ended by saying that, let it come upon the head of him that was separated from his brethren. So this dimension, he said, it will be on the crown of, of, the, of, of the head of him that was separated from his brethren. By separating from his brethren, that qualified him to receive the blessing of heaven above and the blessing of the earth beneath. So the inheritance came upon him. But I want to show you two types of living. We are going to consider Jacob and then we are going to consider the prodigal son. But before then, so we understand so far. So what is the Bible talking about? So God told Abraham to live. As soon as God told Abraham to live, then he laid the blessing before Abraham also. He said, I will multiply you. You'll be fruitful. Anyone who causes you shall be called. The same thing about Joseph. So he told Abraham, God never said those words to Abraham until he told Abraham to depart. There is something attached to departure. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. And I said last week, because it doesn't mean that carry your bag immediately and leave her. There is a manner of living. You must understand this. Now, Genesis chapter 2. So let's start today and look briefly. Genesis chapter 2. I'm going to keep to time today. Hallelujah. I'll be keeping to time now. I have, I'm now born again. So <laughs> are, you, are you following me? Praise the Lord. Genesis. Now the Bible said, therefore shall a man. You see, I used to think that. They, let's go to the preceding verse. Verse 23. Adam said to his wife, this is the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh shall be called woman. It is true that in the light of this, when you have found the bone of your bone and the flesh of your flesh, then you have to move. But that is half-truth. That is only true halfway. So that is, that is just a, a part of it. That word, therefore shall a man, actually refers to all the things said before. And it actually begins from Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. I want us to read verse 15. Hallelujah. Go to verse 15. The Lord took man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Everybody say to dress and to keep. Say it again. Say to dress and to keep. You must never leave. You must never set out to do anything in this world until you have understood these two dimensions. 
all these two things. Next verse, I'll come back to that in a while. And God commanded man, saying, Of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For the day you eat it, you shall die. Next verse. And God said, It is not good. Look at the order. And this is, see, Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, they happen before the fall of man. So they are like perfect chapter, or a chapter or two chapters that show God's original plan for, for mankind. Because there was no fall then. So the Bible says, look at under the perfect world, the way God arranged man. Firstly, God created a garden and put man there. One of the things that will lead you out of your father's house and make you a significant person is to recognize you must know your garden and only God can take you there. There is a garden for you. There is a place. Everybody is sent into this world with a mission. Purpose is more important than money. It will command money at the end of the day. You must know why you are here. Jesus said when he stood before Pilate, he said, for this cause I was born. Have you ever answered that question? For what reason were you sent to this world? So the first thing that God did when he created man, he made a garden, he put man in the garden. One. Secondly, God gave man work to do, which is part of the vision, an assignment. He gave man a place, and he gave man an assignment in the place. He said, turn the garden. Then God followed with the third thing. He gave man a boundary, a warning. If you don't know, see, the first will lead to second. When you know your place, you will know your assignment. When you know your assignment, it will define your boundary. One of the ways to live a very healthy life is to live a life of vision. That's why Proverbs 29 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Too many people live. See, I'm saying this because if you don't go by this route or this route, any other, uh, if you route it another way, there will be a problem like that of prodigal son. He too left, but he squandered everything. And I'm going to show you because he left without a vision. And I will show you, Jacob left. Are you following me? Yes, Is somebody with me? Yes, Everybody say, a place. An assignment. And boundaries. Do you know that you are not called to do everything? And there are many things you will not do. Thank God we are not called to do everything. The language of the most successful people on that is one thing I do, like Apostle Paul said. Not many things. Hallelujah. Vision sets a man free. Because it begins to drive your life. And there are many things that you have no business being part of. It is true that a man cannot exist for long without a vision. They say if he does not have one, he will follow someone that has one. It is true. Can I say this to all the ladies? Until you find a man with these three things, even if he doesn't have money. And we're going to say the story of Jacob. If he has money and he does not have these three things, the money will go. If he does not have money and these things are intact. So this God had to make this to be. He said, of every tree you can eat, but you must not. How many of us really know that there are things that you are not allowed to do? They are not even necessarily wrong, but they are wrong for you. 
I'm telling you, this is a life of purpose. There are some others can do it. There's no, it's not about, you see, there are what the Bible calls a sin. Hebrews chapter 12. Bible says, let us lay aside every sin and wait. Some things are not sinful. They are not sins in that sense, but they are weights. So there are sins and there are weights. Weight will just slow you down. It's not exactly a sin. You will not be able to run the race that is set before, which is your vision, where there are weights. Usain Bolt will not beat many of you if you put 10 kg or 20 kg load on his head to run with you. Even though you are not an athlete, but you will outrun him because he's carrying a weight. How many powerful people are listening to me this morning? It's not the enemy. Why your speed is slow is that you have too many weights. And the reason for the weights is that you are doing too many things that you have no business doing. And this is why you are doing those things that you have not found out your true identity. So God placed man in that garden. He was never sick there. Life was easy because it was where God. You know, when I was addressing the workers, I said this to everybody. All of you that are listening to me say, Jesus told us about the Great Commission. He said, go into all the world and pray the gospel. Your vision must be connected to this. But listen to me very well. Don't try to win souls or do things the way others do it. Find out from God the best way. Everybody is capable of touching God one way or the other. The woman that poured the oil on Jesus, we are still talking about it today. Everybody knows about the woman. We don't even know the names of some. Some of you don't, you don't even know the names of some disciples of Jesus Christ. We should know, but we know Peter, James, and John. Though many people cannot recite, cannot count, cannot name all the 12 disciples. But everybody talks about the woman. What she did was just to pour oil. What about Joseph of Arimathea, who went to recover the body of Jesus Christ? He needed to do that as a wealthy man. He wasn't following Jesus around. He was not preaching, but that was his own assignment because the body must be kept in the kind of grave where resurrection would be possible or would happen. And the disciples couldn't go to talk to Pilate. Only Joseph and Amethia could. I want to say this to all Christians. There is a way you are where you are today. God can use you. Find out how God works in your own life and cooperate with him to do what he wants you to do. There are things that only you can do. There are people that only you can reach. They will not listen to any other person except you. There are people within your sphere of influence that only you don't stand before God and decide that you did nothing about it and now you are facing your master and he saying that why didn't you? He didn't send you to go and do crusade or anything, but find out what he wants you to do. For some people, let me say this and I'm looking at my time. For some people, see your job, I actually heard this many years ago, well, from Mount which is true. Your job is different for everyone. Actually, there's a difference between your job and your work. They can sack you from your place or from your job, but nobody can sack you from your work. Your work is your assignment. Your job gives you pay. Now, there are some people that there is a connection between the two. Their job is also their work, which is their assignment. But for many people, even though you do something, and that's why, see, there is wisdom to tackle things. Sometimes I feel burdened when I'm talking to believers, like I'm doing this morning. The Bible says, I, I try to pick some things from my spirit and not necessarily follow a pattern. I do that at times, teaching. This morning, I just, so, so one of the things I also want to respond, just I spoke about uh, people and little children. I want to say this to everybody also. Listen to me very well. Solomon said, in the morning, sow your seed. In the evening, don't withhold your hand. You don't know which one will prosper. That answers the question 
of those who are working in a place, but you think you have a different gift and you are caught out for something different. See, don't jump. The Bible says your flight shall not be in haste. Don't rush out. You might... Are, are you following me? Every assignment also has a season. Later you will discover that there is a, what you are doing honestly might not resemble anything that might not look like the gift that is in you. But only move when you are led to move, then plan your time very well. So Solomon gave you the equation to you. Say in the morning, so in the evening, don't we told your hand. If you love business now, you work in the bank. He has answered you. In the morning, go to bank. In the evening, do business. Very simple. Continue. I, I don't know. Is there anything wrong with testing what you have? You should test. Test your ability to do business when you still have a pay coming in. You begin to know. If you cannot, if you are working Monday to Friday and you do business on Saturday and you are not making any profit on Saturday, when you resign, thou shalt make no profits. That is very easy to. So try. So in the morning, Solomon said, you don't know which one. Wait, try the two together. If you come back home by 6 p.m., try and do something little. If it begins to work, it will give you an indication that you can actually make business stand. But don't overrate yourself. I told them the island I saw. Somebody said to me, I don't know how many of you have seen the video. They tied down a tiger. Have you seen the video? And there was this dog. Went to meet the tiger. Tiger first moved back for the dog. And the dog was barking and barking, and then jumped at the tiger. I'm sure the tiger was like, hey, sorry. I'm going to drive back. Tiger grabbed his head and that was the end of the dog. So somebody put it that the dog must have read a motivational book that says what your mind can consider. <laughs> Hallelujah. As the dog read that book, he just decided to experiment the book. What your mind can conceive, your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? Try before you move. Why don't you? Nothing stops you. See, this is a word of prophecy or a, this is a remark for somebody. So wait. They that wait upon the Lord. While you are waiting, begin to do what you have always thought of doing. Nothing stops it. it will show, you will see signs that that is the direction. When the prophet mounts and you know that you have found your bearing there, then you can move. Wisdom is profitable to direct. Hallelujah. So you, you, you understand those three things. Boundaries from behind again to come for boundaries, and then I said instruction. The boundaries he gave him a, an assignment and he gave him a place, and this is important. Now, let's look at these two people Genesis chapter 29. So, Genesis 28, and Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and ch charged him and said, Thou shalt not take a wife. Of the daughters of Canaan. Everybody say boundary. boundary. Now, this is Isaac talking to Jacob again. So he called his son and he said, There is always something you must not do. He said, Don't marry from this woman. Esau did it and that ended his own inheritance. I mean, that made the story turn the other way. And he said, Arise, go to Panaram, to the house of Bethuel, to thy mother and father's, uh, to thy mother's father, and take thee a wife. On the light that were Padaram, 
remember what we said from Genesis? A place. Everybody say a place. He was told where to go to. Mm. And he said, the almighty God bless thee and make thee fruitful and multiply thee that may just be a multitude of people and give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee and thy seed and be with you. And he went on. And Isaac sent away Jacob. Genesis, um, let's look at Luke chapter 11. Sorry, Luke 15. I said Luke 15. Luke chapter 15. Are you following me this morning? Luke 15. Hallelujah. Verse 11. And he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger said, <laughs> Of them said unto his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me. And he divided to them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey. All of us are from a root. There are good things about your family and there are things that are not too good. When God pulls you out, it purges you. It takes away. And remember last week we spoke about the power that God spoke to Paul. He said, I will deliver you from the people and I will send you to them. You cannot genuinely help people around you if you are not delivered from them. It's not what people call ancestral spirits and all those things. It's just that there is a DNA, there is a configuration that your family gives you and that when God wants to take you beyond the family, there are certain adjustments that the Spirit of God will do in your life. Otherwise, you stay at the level that they have stayed. Is that easy for anybody to understand? Praise the Lord. If nothing changes about the way you think, just about the same age with your people, the same thing will happen. That explains... We, beyond saying demons and all that explains why some people get to age 50, 55, and they just reverse back. Just like their father later retired, went back to village, they too, just let and go back to home. And I've seen this many times. I know people, somebody met me, earning in millions per month, still afraid that by the time he's 50, I hope things will be. And you know what? Three brothers ahead of him, the same thing. All of them came to Lagos. All of them hit a good fortune Lagos. But all of them went back to their own time, empty-handed. Sometimes it's not deliverance and all these things. It's like there is a, see, the greatest you have to understand from what we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Satan is a, when it comes to thoughts, thoughts are very powerful. They condition a man. So if the devil does not have witches around and all those things people pay attention to, but they don't pay attention to what the word of God pays attention to. The word of God is very serious about the thoughts going through your life. So if you are still thinking the old way, it's just a matter of time. What has happened to the men of old will happen to you also. So the Bible says that, that's what the Bible says, that, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your... So there has to be a transformation within. In how you view things, how you view life, how you view people, and how you interact. Praise the Lord. Have you heard me today? Praise the Lord. So look at these two guys. And there's where we close. You know the rest of the story of the prodigal son. The Bible says he came to himself. That was the only good thing that happened to the guy. He came to himself and he said, one man pointed out this, and this is very powerful. When people are down, you'll talk to people. At times, you don't need to talk to anybody. You only need to talk to yourself. The prodigal son finally sat down. The Bible says he told himself, there are servants in my father's house who are eating big and I am dying here. 
The Bible says when he came to himself, one of the greatest miracles that can happen to a person on earth is to come to yourself. To come to yourself. Then you begin to discover that this is not me. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Then you begin to realize that there are circles that you have to leave. Can I say this to everybody? If there are friends in your life, and when you go around them, there's no improvement. All that happens is you talk about that people, you do things, you talk about things and no, just walk away. It's not going to help you. You must understand that you have just one life to live. And that most importantly, you are going to stand before the master to give accounts. And that many lives are attached to your life. So you cannot live carelessly. And these are important things that we must talk about that people must understand. See, New Testament are scriptures. Old Testament will show you stories of people. When you look at the scripture in New Testament, you understand why some fell, why some stood in the stories. It is true. I get what I'm saying. This is very important. So that is why the Bible says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. So everyone wants us to read only New Testament. There are, there are many, many, uh, I don't want to use strong names, funny people on the pooping nowadays, especially Facebook teachers and all kinds of people <laughs> who know more than Jesus Christ and more than Paul, the modern day apostle. I wanted to write a post and put it that Paul the apostle versus Paul Biara, the follower of Undertaker. Because I just wanted to talk to our um, <laughs> guys on the other side. But I just felt that, no, it's amazing. You know, I was talking to one guy one day, and he was like, seeing his partner, and I asked the guy that, I said, the only said, polite revelation is the only revelation that is in the Bible. I said, okay, let's start with polite revelation. So, so did Paul say, flee from fornication? As if you never saw, I said, you see, the problem with you listen to one guy who is telling you his own version of the Bible, and you believe, you don't bother to read yourself. So your Paul, your mentor, how many times did Paul address fornication? And he didn't say that leave them, they will grow out of it. He said, warn your ruling. He said, Christ will preach. Teaching every man, warning every man. I said, if your pastor has not warned you, he has not preached the entire gospel. It's not only teaching. The Bible talks about warning. These are Paul, Paul, this is Paul talking. So I said, this is Paul, your Paul. So I wonder how you read the same Paul and you don't read all that. Didn't Paul say that the foundation of God started sure? The Lord knoweth those that let all those who name the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Who said that? Peter? No, Paul said that. 2 Timothy 2, 20, 20, 2 That's Paul talking. <laughs> Paul said, when I come among you, those who have sinned, who have not repented, I shall be old. This is Paul talking. And some, somebody wrote on Facebook that repentance is not, it doesn't apply to Christian. Tell the person, he should go to Bible school. He should close his Bible and leave pulpits. All because we want to tell people there is nothing wrong with it. There is everything wrong living in sin. Period. Everything wrong. I wish we go to that guy's church. <laughs> After the service, you touch his wife. Then you understand there is sin. So you say that to have access to other girls and to do all sorts. But when it comes to your own, there are boundaries. If there is no sin, then when we collect offering, now one of us should take it away. Since there is no sin. Try that with those who are saying that. Then you understand that there are sins. 
it, it just uh, it just amazing how people can be just trying to say what is not and hallelujah and that is creating a kind of debate here and there and everywhere in the bible and all over social media and it's amazing read the bible for yourself and study and i know what they try to intimidate but when somebody says something that's different what they say they won't call, come on facebook and argue some of us don't send some of them it's a waste of time answering them i just delete you there's no point listening to you i don't have time to spend with those who have um anyway <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> praise the lord are you with me so um two guys the guy came to say why did the prodigal son lose everything and why did jacob on the other hand who left with a bag everybody say vision, vision. say it loud and clear vision. jacob left with the understanding of the vision and those three things. The father told him, go to Panaram, the place. He knew he was a shepherd boy. He understood his assignment. And he told him the vision of Abraham. He said, this is what God said to Abraham. This is what our family is pursuing. Go with it. There was no record of the prodigal son going with any vision. He just felt that money, men and brethren, money minus vision will finish so quickly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my heart goes to all the men here. Don't ask a woman to join you. See, it is true. Job or work, let's do them interchangeably. Work or job is very important to a man. When a man loses his job, he has lost more than a job. It will affect his ego that is why some people become very abusive. And some women around them don't understand that at moments like that, there are things you don't say. And there is a way you don't. Because actually, the reason for the woman is to be a partner that helps you with your assignments. Now, when either you don't know your assignment or you have none, you are not doing any, or you know you are not doing it, there is nothing for the woman to help you with. If she's a very intelligent woman and she's up and doing, she will suffer. Now, if she's a laid-back type, she will also suffer because things will not go the right way. You have to understand, the greatest security you can give to a woman as a man is to have a direction that you are going that she's assisting you to get to, honestly. That doesn't mean she's doing your job. It means that there is a vision that the family is pursuing, that your wife feels privileged and happy and fulfilled to be part of the vision. When it is not so, there will be problems upon problems in marriage. I have just helped some marriages now. When you say that too frequently you are fighting, go out and discover what is the vision, why are we together? The woman should ask the man, where are we going to? And the man should actually, where am I taking everybody to? As soon as Jacob wanted to pray for his, uh, uh, to, uh, for, to, uh, as soon as Isaac wanted to pray for Jacob, he told Jacob the vision God gave to Abraham because Abraham gave it to him. That was what they were living for. That was their assignment. In you, all the families of there shall be blessed. And this is the boundary. You cannot marry some people. So Esau married because nobody told him that. But Jacob was smart. So he went to the place. That was his garden. So he got his two wives there. And by the time he was living there, he went with a bag. He came back with 12 children an abundance of money that he told Esau his brother, he wanted to bribe his brother. Somebody that when he was going, not even pillow, 
not even a cloth to make a pillow at all. He put his head on the rock. But by the time he was coming back with children, that was what he described when he was blessing. You know, this same Jacob, when he was blessing Joseph, he told Joseph the same thing. By the time they got to Egypt, Joseph was sold as a slave. Years after they saw him, they saw a man with great fortune. Do you want a fruitful life? You must follow what I'm telling you right now. And you want a fruitful life where you don't tumble along the way, you don't fumble and fall. You must follow what I'm saying right now. See, if for some reasons you are blessed, but that you are deviating from the vision that God has given you, or you don't really hold the vision with your two hands, it's just a matter of time. Like David, you will fall. And you won't like it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. His assignment, he was a warrior and a worshiper. The day he did not go to the battle, that was the day Bathsheba happened. You have to pay attention to these things. And I've said to people that honestly speaking, true rest is in heaven. Even when you are 70 something, still guide yourself because you have your children and grandchildren to look after. And you must give a legacy. Oh, are you, are you following what I'm saying? This is, these are the stories you'll find in the Bible. We have scriptures in the New Testament. Christ came, first of all, to reconnect us back to the original vision of the Heavenly Father. And you can find a part of it in Genesis. And then we are, we are reuniting the old world back to God so that this thing can continue. He created a world wanting to fellowship with man. And at the end of the day, when we were paradise or whatever, at the end of millennial, everything, the relationship, the fellowship between man and God will be restored back. So the same thing will happen. There will be a purchase. Some go, some are going to hell. Some will be eliminated. Demons will be taken out of the way so that man can have a free fellowship with God again. It was the same thing he was doing in the Garden of Eden, coming at the cool of the day to fellowship with man. So why did God create man? He created man for fellowship. And at the end of the day, he will restore fellowship with man back fully. That has been God's whole purpose. And that's what Christ is doing through us. Glory to God. Look at your neighbor. Say there is a vision that for you. There is something about you. Tell your neighbor there is something about you. Look at me, everybody. I went with this. Follow this, follow this, follow this plan. How do I know my vision? I just want to give you a practical step. First of all, pray. But everybody knows that we ought to pray. But I'm not saying it in there. I mean, pray for, to God to give God. Do something. They say, what are you passionate about? What idea? What has come into you? See, this is the way to be free. What ideas, what are the things that have actually stayed in your hand that you can't get away from. Everybody's not wired up the same way. Remember I told you when I started this, some enjoy working with people, some don't like working with people. They like working by themselves. Some people do well in a group, some people do well as solo, they love to be by themselves. God created all of you. And don't let anybody compare you to be like him or her. It's true. But you must understand that you have something to do, but you, you will not do like someone. See, as we are here in the church now, some people are here now, what I will never see that is wrong with this church. Some people will see. I listen to everybody. It might be shocking that some people that you think they are serious members, they are not, they are not pastors. You even think they are not very spiritual. Can give a pastor, Reverend Sam has told me something like that, but can give a pastor the greatest secret that helps the church. I celebrate everybody because God comes in different forms. If you think because you are fasting and praying, you know God more than someone else, you might be making a mistake. You might know scriptures more than others. <laughs> it's been coming for seven years. So you know because <laughs> it's very easy to know that that, that that is not God. So you, you check the word of God. But whatever does not contradict the word that holds you, 
Actually, it might take you initially several pages. You might be writing different things. If you persist, gradually, you'll start discovering that some are just like, then, of course, I will say later that visions are in faces. But after a while, you will get to something. Because you are praying, after some days, it might be within four or five days, or it might be within a day, you will get to know that, actually, this is what is really, really in my heart. Where we are going eventually, of course, we can't get there anyway, is to be able to summarize in one sentence. When they ask you that, what do you live for? If you cannot summarize your assignment in one sentence, you have not actually described it very well. It will always be that a sentence can describe, if I say Michael Jordan, see, people who reign in this world are known for, there are names, when I mention the name, you attach the name to something, straight away. If I say Bill Gates, if I say Michael Jordan, if I say J.J. Okocha, if I say Lionel Messi, there are names you attach to something, straight away. If I mention some names, you will put politics on top of their names. So, what if you, when Jesus comes, or when you leave old and you go, when they say your name, what is the next word? What will your name, what thoughts will your name provoke in people's hearts when they mention your name? This is the beginning of stepping into the big stage when you understand this thing. When they mention your name, when you say Abraham Laborel, guitar will come to your heart. And don't try to be successful. Try to do something great in a great way. Or try to do something small in a great way. Mother, Mother Teresa says so. That we don't need to do great things. We only need to do small things in a great way. Honestly, if you do, success will follow you. The problem is that they start out with trying to be successful. No. Find out what I've just said. Now, what is important to them, begin to pay attention to it. If you do it in a glorious way, it will become something very significant and then success will follow you. Is someone blessed this morning? Lift up your hands and just thank God. Just give him praise. All we bless you, we worship you. We give you praise. Hallelujah. I believe that there are people that you might actually discover that when you talk to your parents, you might actually discover that your family has had a vision, actually. A noble, a beautiful thing. Maybe your dad tried, tried, tried. He never really... Somebody told me, if you listen to some of the people, elderly people in the house, you will discover there was something the family was pursuing. Your father had something good in his hands. Sometimes your grandpa, you will notice that in your lineage, somebody has almost touched it before. Maybe death took the person. Or something happened. Second wife, this one happened, that one happened, and then they... That's why it's important sometimes when you visit our parents to listen to them. Recognize that mommy, you see, at, at the beginning, when you wanted to get married, what were the things you had that you thought this family would give back to? Say, mommy, we thank God for what we see in you, but what are the things that you say that, that you wish you wish these things happened in your prime, but they did not happen? It might be that is where you take it from, just like here. Like the stories we read. I pray that the God of heaven will open our eyes of understanding. In the name of Jesus Christ, that we walk in this grace, that we walk in this wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. If you are here and you feel bound, there are things going on in your life that you cannot, I will ask you to pay attention to new creation realities in Christ. Honestly speaking, you can be tossed to and fro in the name of deliverance. I'm not against deliverance, but there are too many uh, uh, deviations here and there. The greatest deliverance 
is to recognize that Christ has paid for you. He died and he rose and that you are now in his house. If you understand the fact that you are moved, he brought you out to bring you in, it will set you free from many things automatically. So pay attention to the things that Christ has done for you. It eliminates bad habits. There are people listening to me that will still have a lot of bad habits. I pray, some people have woke up to that, pray for me, I still masturbate. I told you before on two occasions, also, I pray for somebody who said I'm gay. And like, uh, I've not seen the other one, but one of them got deliverance immediately. I mean, you know that this thing is, I've not even told the guy when he started shivering and everything. And I was like, how is this? I mean, how do you, but you have to understand people and don't pray. But God said, and it came back to them that the thing never happened. There's somebody that told me that, I mean, he will put his hand inside and like that. And, like, and you see, marriage does not stop these things. So if you are a young man, you are not married, and you think that you will stop running after girls when you marry, no. Nobody judge you or anything. It could have been any one of us, honestly. But see, there is a way to step out and overcome it. Because it will hinder some of the things that you will become in life. God made you, and there is a way you are saying you should not live. There is no product without instruction. Manual that tells you, don't bring close to water. Don't do this, daughter. God has looked at you and he said that bitterness does not fit you. It will affect your health. It will affect many things. Anger, uh, backbiting people, stealing, and all those things. So, let the one who has made you, this is his constitution. When you read it, understand how he wants you to live. It will help you. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.